And welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of the Man to Man podcast. Thank you guys for joining us on a Friday. Uh, this voice you are hearing, this is Kelvin Dooley with my co-host all the way from somewhere in Oklahoma. Um, TV, first name Trey, last name Vine, but I like to call him Big Time TV. Trey, uh, not much, man. Drinking my Mountain Dew and ready to start. Start talking sports once again. And so I, you don't have to bring up the Mountain Dew. I all know by now. <laughs> hey, hey I, don't, I don't address it. I don't address it every day. <laughs> I just, you know, here and there, you know, you just gotta keep, gotta keep everybody uh, on on their toes. You know, you gotta, you gotta let them know. Hey, man, he, he's drinking a Mountain Dew. So every nope. once in a while, just you know, I got my Mountain Dew because it's TV. It's I, going. I think we're already on our toes. Like. <laughs> that stuff like coffee man coffee and water you know like i, I think we can go and buy now <laughs> consumed by tv time of the day okay okay all right so as you guys know or if you know we like to start off every show with the national holidays uh because it gives us perspective and there's a reason to celebrate every day today's holiday or one of the National Hug Your Cat Day and National Cheese Day. Um, I know you have a cat. Is there a favorite cheese yours? American provolone, Swiss. You got a favorite cheese by chance? I don't. I don't think I have a favorite cheese. Um, I love cheese, but like I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a cheesist. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll eat any kind of cheese, really. I, I can't think of anything that would be a favorite. I like mozzarella sticks, so maybe mozzarella. Um, yeah, because mozzarella sticks is one of my favorite snacks. So I guess if I had to pick a favorite cheese, it'd probably be mozzarella. So, uh, if I had to pick, it would. So I love me some 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 queso, uh, Dorito chips and queso last night. There you go. They go wrong. I love that combination, uh, chips and dip, uh, yeah. specifically queso. Um, and then I so prior to moving. Out of my, I'm proud of moving out of my mom's house. Uh, we have a, an all black cat uh, that I love dearly, named Dooley. Named just, we gave it our last name. I gave go. it a big hug before I walked out, walked out the door. So I gave everybody in the household a hug, and uh, I, I really do miss my cat, man. That's, I love that cat, and um, now I'm just kind of lonely without a cat. So, yeah. So about yeah. cats, I, I've apparently got a lot of hugs to give out today. Um, so. Our one cat a while back had 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 a litter of kittens, and we ended up getting stuck with two of them because we didn't find homes for them. Uh, mm-hmm. So now we have three. So now we have three cats. Well, we got we got our oldest cat spayed, so that way she couldn't. She, we got her fixed, so that way she couldn't have cat, kittens anymore. Well, her two babies that we had to keep both happened to be girls, and they have now gotten old enough to have babies, and uh, they had babies at the same time. And there are eight kittens at our house right now. So I got. I got a lot of cats to be giving hugs to today. <laughs> what are you do with eight cats? Holy crap! I know. Well, as soon as they get old enough, we're getting rid of them all. We're, so yeah. if anybody, anybody wants a cat? If you want a cat, Kelvin, come get one. For sure. Uh, Saturday is Black Bear Day, and Sunday is National Yo-Yo Day. Trey. I don't know this current era and generation of children. I 
don't see play with toys a lot, and I definitely don't see them playing with yo-yos like we did. Certainly, I played with a lot of yo-yos growing up. I don't know about yeah. you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yo-yos, or I, I don't want to say toys are extinct, but, I mean, with the creation of TikTok and, and cell phones and, and good stuff, I don't – toys are just aren't they – don't, they don't mean what they used to mean. Nope. I know you have some nephews, and do they play toy kids? Yeah, you can you can get them definitely to to play with some toys, um, but they still love their iPad or whatever. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's specifically an iPad, but you know, like a tablet with games on it. They still yeah. love that too. Uh, like my oldest nephew, my oldest nephew, his favorite thing is to uh, play two K on his tablet or his phone. So. <laughs> um, like you can get them to play with toys, and you can definitely get them out in the yard. You know, hit hitting a, a plastic wiffle, you know, a baseball, a, pl- a wiffle ball, um, and you can kind of get them playing fo- playing with a football and stuff like that too. But like some of those, yeah, for sure, some of those toys have kind of gone to the wayside. And uh, yeah, yo-yo would definitely be one of them. That's one that we I was never very good at it, but it was one that we played with all the time. I couldn't do any of the fancy tricks or anything, but I loved just you know playing with my yo-yo when I was sitting around not you know bored not doing much so yeah i mean same here i wasn't a a, a yo-yo for but i just like seeing the yo-yo come back up I oh yeah you know, yeah pretty simple so i only said and, and things like yo-yos are just in, uh, extinct man like no one the kids don't play with toys it's, it's tablets it's iphones it's tiktok and and yeah. whatever the hell else seven and ten year olds are doing so yeah for today's show uh, I get back on the winning board in dad jokes as TV has kicked my butt. Uh, yeah. As we always do on Fridays, dad uh, – not not dad jokes. I just brought that up. Cards and Royals. Uh, we'll talk about Coach K and his magnificent career, the greatest color coach uh, definitely of my era. Uh, when, when I started tuning in college basketball, uh, that, that is the guy. Uh, well, Luca ended tonight, and we choose the new favorites to come out of the West because why are t- – our top topic for today, the defending champs, the loss, got bounced by the Phoenix Suns last night. Um, Phoenix Series 4-2, and they move on as a 2 seed to face, I think, the win of Luka and the Mavericks and the Clippers. Uh, so, TV, I'll let you get first crack at this. The defending champs are out. Your thoughts, your feelings. Uh, I mean, I saw it coming a little bit. Like, I, I, I really was nervous. I really was nervous. But I told you, like, because this is this is a discussion we had. You had said there's no way they get eliminated first round. I was like, man, right. I don't know. I can see the Suns getting them. Um, I picked I, I picked the Suns in, in the uh, ESPN little playoff playoff picks. I, mm-hmm. I, I had the Suns winning this one. Um. I just didn't think LeBron and the Lakers could do it. Now, granted, AD wasn't healthy, so um, maybe that made a, a big enough difference. I don't know. Um, but it, Suns played good basketball, and especially that last game. Devin Booker went went off, and uh, he led his team into the second round in that game six – with that game six performance. Yeah, man, this one – I mean, it, it's, it's this kind of weird watching greatness not be great. Uh, and see the Lakers fall like this, specifically LeBron James. But you kind of alluded to it. No AD, and and I, it, it's frustrating to know that a player that talented uh, can't stay healthy. 
Um, yeah. and, I, and, I, and I like to think that now, given what has played out over the last year or since the bubble, that the bubble was an admiration for Anthony Davis. Uh, somehow he magnificently stayed healthy for a whole postseason run. Um, as for the Lakers as a team, I, I can't really explain this one. I think the Suns were just a better team. And yeah. the Lakers couldn't really find that chemistry and get it going like they did in the bubble. Um, LeBron James and AD had just recently gotten back prior to the postseason even beginning. And then they both stars hadn't looked um, normal or like themselves. So um, the Lakers really blindly, at, at least as a, as a basketball fan, I think the Lakers – or at least view the Lakers as they can just get it going. They can hit that switch because they do have the best player in the world and mm-hmm. maybe another top five, maybe five player in AD. Uh, but that's just not how chemistry, man. Like, guys have to be on the court. They have to be playing. You got to put the reps and the time in on the that. The Suns, who were healthy, and they even – they were. this is a good enough team that their leader has not been healthy this whole series, and they still – you know, excel and win a win a postseason series. And shout out to Devin Booker, man. Devin Booker has been a, one of my favorite young stars, and he put the NBA on notice yesterday. He actually broke out and um, put the NBA on notice. Series like this is moments like this where your name actually no we we cannot look in there. Oh, like oh, he's this young talent potential. No, like last night was the indication that this guy is now. Ready, because you know what he he his first postseason series in his first postseason appearance he is ready, and man, like a new era is here is the new like no Curry no LeBron here those two guys have been in finals uh, the last ten years every year here we go new era now guys yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Uh, a, a lot think the Warriors might be back next year once Clay returns. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Um, but yeah, no, this is this is it, man. The the younger guys are, are stepping through and uh, showing that it's their time to contend for an NBA title. So, um, la- last word on the Lakers and and just falling. I mean, I think, I, I think I think we should just more people should have been prepared for this. I think this. Right. I think I I think the Lakers were behind the eight ball from the start in this series. I mean, like you said, I think the Suns were just the better team. Um, LeBron is LeBron, and he can do great things. I I got to tell you, if somehow the Lakers forced that to Game Seven last night, the Suns are probably out because you're good luck beating LeBron in Game Seven, right? Like that's it's going to be tough. Um, but I, I think the Lakers were behind the eight ball from the get go. I think I think the Suns were just a better team, and I think they proved that by winning yep. this series in, in six games. <clears throat> As for our favorites now, uh, uh, for me, we shouldn't even say now, Kelvin. I think, look, the Lakers were never my favorites in terms of getting to the NBA uh, finals, NBA champion – or to the championship. Um, I My favorites to start the West, they're, they're looking kind of scary right now because they're still in the middle of a series, was the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, I'm not not going to let you do that. I I can't let you do that. Not have the damn Clippers coming out of the West. No, I did. I told you that. I'm pretty sure I told you that on the show already. I did. Nobody believed you then. So stop stop that. (laughs) (laughs) They look scary. They they look like they're in a bad spot right now. They're down three two. They got to win these last two games. 
Um, so if they get knocked off, obviously my favorites would be out to my initial favorites would be out too, and therefore would lead would lead me to have to select a, a new favorite. But before before I go into I guess my if it isn't the Clippers, who it would be? Go ahead and tell us who, who your new favorite is now that the Lakers are eliminated. So, as I said, blindly we all, specifically me, I, I, but I think we all had the Lakers as our favorites team because uh, they are they were the defending champions, and uh, we can make the case that they had the top two players in the Western Conference um, without really taking into account hey chemistry and health. Two things the Lakers just didn't have heading into the postseason. So the new favorites of the West, honestly, I got to start with the Utah Jazz. I mean, the, okay. t- the overall top seed in the West, uh, they got rid of the the Grizzlies, a tough, hard-competing group. Uh, so they're going to get some rest. Talk about a team with plenty of chemistry. It was rolling through games two, three, four, and five. Um now, my thing with the Jazz, I don't – now that LeBron and AD are gone, I don't think the Jazz have the best player in the West now. But they made complete team. Like their bench, their starting rotation, they shoot the ball well. Um, you know, the chemistry, the home court advantage. Utah is a very tough place to play. They're rolling the tough. This piece in the West is now eliminated in the defending champs. I mean, you know, I, I got to go with the Jazz. I think they're favorites to come out of the West. Okay. And, and I like that one. And and uh, about the Jazz, we'll just um, – I'll, I'll point out, you've heard me you've heard me refer to this multiple times throughout our time, you know, doing shows together from back in college to now and, and just talking about sports. But – the, the Jazz pulled the, you know, the gentleman's sweep, right? Like, they, they right. benched Donovan Mitchell, and the Grizzlies get that first win, and then they let Donovan Mitchell play, and they cruise four in a row and uh, set the Grizzlies down. So, um, they looked they looked in control. Now, granted, the Grizzlies were also in the play-in tournament. They're not, you know, one of your top teams. They're going to have to play a lot better when once they get, go up against the Nuggets or the Clippers or Mavs or, or whoever they end up, you know, running into along the way, they're going to have to play better basketball to get to the finals. But, I mean, they, they were in control against the Grizzlies. They cruised into the second round. So, um, the Jazz looked good. But I'm going to stick with the Clippers just in the hopes that they come back in this series. God. Oh, God. If they if they don't, I guess, I, I guess the same way we're doing with the Lakers, I will have a, a second team. But, man, if the Clippers come back and win the series, it's going to be tough. They're going to have to win two in a row. But if they come back and win this series, I'm not going against Kawhi Leonard. Like he's, I just I'm not ready to to, to be out on him yet. Like you were so fast when they were down 2-0. I just I'm not ready to be out on Kawhi Leonard. The man can still play defense. He can still get a bucket at any time. He's he struggled a little bit in in the past. You know, at least through throughout the regular season, last year's playoffs. Um, but. I still have faith that he can pick it up and he can get it done. I think the Clippers are pretty deep. Um, I just I, – I like that team. Somehow they've got to step up, though, and they've got to win two games in a row. That's the only thing. My second team, though, if the Clippers are eliminated, I guess I'll go – man, I, honestly, I'm going to go with the Mavericks. If the Mavericks can beat the Clippers, then, then, that, then that's my favorite to get out of the West, I guess. Okay. Speaking of those Mavericks and Clippers – tonight maverick uh, or clippers at mavericks um so i'll just kick it off here 
I, I can't stand to listen to you talk about oh lowly old Kawhi Leonard like this guy is a elite <laughs> player or something like no yes I, I'm gonna answer the question for me do does Luca end it tonight yes he does okay like let's let's let's, let's have the the burial now for the Los Angeles Clippers this will be a sad weekend for the city of Angels the the lowly Clippers get eliminated in the same week. That's Bauer and have a moment of silence. <laughs> Look, I, I I can't I can't I just I just can't do it with the Clippers, man, and I can't do it with this overhyped AI robotic Kawhi Leonard. I, I and he plays good defense. Well, Luca is averaging thirty five. I I just I'm not buying it. And Ty Lu after the game five says we put a lot on Kawhi's shoulders. I think he's tired. Hell with that. Didn't you guys tank? And then he isn't he the poster child of law management? Tired. He say he tired ball. All right, we gonna see if he's tired in Cancun after tonight. Okay, because I swear <laughs> if I go to Cancun, I don't think I'd be tired. All of the sun I could possibly get. Get this guy out of here. And speaking of young players who have arrived, Luca put bubble last year. Um, but I think you can arrive, arrive twice if you're Luca. okay? That's how box office he is. Tonight, Luca drops 45. Rid of the, just, I'm tired. I, I, I can't stand people debate about the Clippers. Like, if, 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 if someone shows you the true colors, believe it. Alright? And the Clippers have shown yeah. who they are. To believe it, TV. Luca ends it tonight, and they move on to face. I think the Phoenix Suns around two. There you go. I would like, honestly. I think. I think it's set up. The, Ma- the Mavericks have to win tonight, right? Like, like they're, there's, yeah, they're set up. They're at home. Yes, they got uh, the, series, the, ser- the series is in their favor. Must win. This is this is their series. But I'm going to go ahead and be an outlier because I've already been defending the Clippers, and here's oh, why the Clippers. Oh, here's why the Clippers win and send it to Game Seven. Kawhi Leonard's going to step up. And look, don't don't feed me the the, the Luca average is thirty five BS. Yeah, yeah, he's going thirty five nine and eight. That's great because no one else is doing that right now in the playoffs. So that's great. I'm not going to deny that of Luca. But here's the thing: Luca's going to get his. He's that type of player. He's going to get his. You can't keep Luca from putting up his numbers. He's going to get them. He's got the ball in his hands twenty four seven. Especially look yep. at that team. Prince, Princess Porzingis is is injured all the time. So he he doesn't even shoot the ball that much. Well, um, let me stop you. He's a little bit more healthy than Anthony Davis. Okay, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> um, I'll give you that. But Porzingis is injured. He, he he's not he's not one hundred percent. So so they don't have the ball in his hands. Uh, Dorian Finney Smith is just sitting in the corner waiting on waiting on easy you know uh, an, an assist from Luca for a three pointer. Uh, same thing with Tim Hardaway Jr. Those guys don't control the game. They're spot shooters. You know, they set up. Luca drives, kicks, and, and gets assists on, on their three-pointers. They're good shooters, um, but they, they don't control the game like Luca does. luca has got the ball in his hands 24-7. The man's on the court almost the entire game. He's going to get his numbers. So, I'm okay with Kawhi giving up 35 to Luca as long as the other guys are only scoring 10 or 15 or whatever. Okay, and, but that's – issue though because they have won three games with Lucas scoring 35 plus and then yeah. 
Tim Hardaway or the aforementioned corner spot up shooter and Michael Finley Smith. All those guys have sporadically. So it's like if you're such a good de- good defender and you're not primarily holding Luca as you should be, Kawhi, then why okay. why is Tim Hardaway busting everybody's butt? Why is Finley hitting all these spot up uh, Jays? Why? Christoph Porzingis is hitting shots. Like, you guys have two of the best perimeter defenders. Luca isn't doing this by himself. Now, he's doing 90% of it, okay? But he's not doing yeah, it by yeah. himself. You don't win game. You don't win three games in a postseason by yourself now. No, of like, course not. If they're such good defenders, why are you down 2-3? And why are these guys hitting you for 120 per night? Like, it, it don't make sense. It just don't add up if you're the Clippers. For sure, for sure. And we don't talk about – Paul George, and rightfully so, because I won't call him by his nickname. I I'm, I won't do that. So no, that, that's that only, not even a that's not even a nickname. That, he, yeah, he, that only leads for me to bash Kawhi Leonard, and I'm just not buying. And if he loses tonight, just take him out the elite because he's just not a top five player. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong, great player, but he can he lead a team. He just cannot. And this this would just show it right here. Back to back choke. He just gagged. He, he, no, uh, I'm no, 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 no. I'm with you. I'm with you. If they lose here, they've they've got big problems. But they're not going to. They're going to step up. They're going to shut down those this, the supporting cast of Luca. He's going to get his. Hell, he might get 45, but he's not going to get the win. They're going to shut down okay. the rest of that team. Clippers, Clippers push it to a game seven, and then they're at home, and they're gonna they're gonna escape the first round scare, with a scare. But I'm okay with that because you can live with the scare coming from Luca, one of the league's best young players, if not the best young player. Um, there you go. TV said he has it going seven. The first the first and only seven-round uh, series in the first round of the NBA postseason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, TV. So, up to staying in basketball, but we're going to go to college. Um, the man, the myth, the legend, one of the best, if not the best, um, to coach a collegiate basketball squad, Coach Mike Shashevsky. I'm pretty sure I pronounced that right. Better known as Coach K. Um, he's he's been great. Like like you mentioned in the lead into the show, man. In, in the introduction, um, he's 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 the best coach that that we've seen since we've been alive. I mean, I think the man's been coaching basketball much longer than I've been. Uh, coaching Duke specifically longer than I've even been paying attention to college hoops. Um, so all I've ever known in Duke basketball is Coach K, um, and so it, it's going to be it's you know it, he he deserves one heck of a uh, you know last ride and a kind of a a send off um, in his final basketball season. Whether they make it to March Madness or not, whether they're a good team or not, um, Coach K deserves one heck of a last ride. Yeah. So. Um... Again, that since I was born in '94, man, and he was having success with Duke even then, enough to really understand and tune into college basketball. He was having success. He is the, I mean, he's the guy in college basketball. Um, you know, I don't, I don't consider myself a historian to that, to that former basketball, collegiate basketball. Uh, but certainly, again, since I've been alive, the greatest coach I know, right? Yeah. Um, if there's one coach I want to play for, is Coach K. Uh, and then another personal favorite time is but up there with Michigan State. But nonetheless, I mean, he's cranked out NBA stars every season. Um, that we have, we have what Kyrie Irving c- currently competing in the postseason. Jason Tatum just got done dropping 
uh, 45, 50, whatever against the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I mean, Brandon Ingram for the Pelicans, uh, Zion. Yeah. I mean, I, we yeah. can go on and on the, with the Dukies in, in, inside the NBA, yeah. uh, playing at a high level. Um, I mean, I, I don't know, man. Coach K, he's a, he's a living legend. I, I, I will tune in to as many ACC and Duke games as, as possible this upcoming season because I'm assuming they'll have fans in attendance unlike they did last year. Uh, and so I, I'm interested to see how the ACC, so Wake Forest and all of these schools, um, you know, give him his, his, his respect and his flowers. Uh, whether that be on the road or in inside um, inside the Duke um, arena, uh, mm-hmm. just to show their proper respects to Coach K as, uh, in his final season. So I know they had a tough last year. Uh, Duke did. Uh, did they? They didn't make the the March Madness, did they? They did not. Yeah. Okay. So I know they had a tough season. It was a down season. Uh, but that seasons like that, I don't hold against Coach K. The bubble, uh, excuse me, not the bubble, but. The pandemic year was just a tough year for every citizen of America. So I don't really. It was. Yeah, I won't count. I won't count the odd against anyone, especially Coach K and, and that Duke program, because uh, we know what they're about. We know what Coach K is about. They're about winning and competing in the Final Four, whether they win or lose. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I like to think they'll return to that this upcoming season, especially now that they got the motivation that this is Coach K's last season. Yeah. Um, so I think they have that over every college program in basketball that, hey, the greatest coach of all time in this sport is walking out the door. Uh, let's let's make this last one count. So if you ask me, I, I'm not for sure of the recruiting class and what they currently hold right now on the roster. But give me the Dukies over over the field heading into this uh, upcoming collegiate season. OK, OK. Look, I, I think they're back in the tournament, too. Um, I, I just I don't see how you keep Coach K out of the tournament two years in a row. Now, in terms of making it all the way or, or making it to the Final Four, I don't know. Um, it's too hard to say with a, a college basketball season and everything that can, that can happen. But I, I would be shocked if somehow Coach K misses March Madness again to, to finish his career. I think that's nearly impossible um, because, like you said, a lot, a lot of last year is just, man, it, it was a crazy COVID year. A lot of teams struggled with different things. And um, – a lot of that could be to blame as as to why Duke was not a good basketball team. Uh, I think part of it is they just didn't have some of the players they usually have, the caliber of players. But um, still yet, Coach K should and usually would coach a team um, to a, a March Madness appearance nonetheless. Um, but I want, I want to repeat something I kind of mentioned before, man. He has been Duke basketball ever since I've known anything, yep. ever since yep. I've been able to recognize anything. He has been Duke basketball. He is Mr. Duke, Mr. Blue Devil, whatever you want to call him. Uh, man, it, for, for fans of Duke, uh, this has got to be a special, special year. You know, I'm just a regular college basketball fan when it comes to Coach K because I'm a Sooner. Um, but, man, it just seeing Coach K leave the game is, is you know, a, a, a lot like watching Kobe Bryant leave the NBA. You know, it's, it's very similar um, seeing, the, seeing Coach K leave college basketball to seeing Kobe Bryant walk away from the NBA. Two very similar feelings, I yeah, there you have it for Coach Kayla. Addition to uh, something that is near and dear to our respective hearts, uh, TV's cards and my Kansas City Royals. As is, as it's time to update you, as we always do on Friday, um, I'll I'll take the lead here for the Kansas City Royals. Um, one thing that we've harped on a lot, uh, specifically with the Royals, is just winning these in division games. Well, dating back to last Friday. They opened up a series against the Minnesota Twins, and they took two of three, uh, the Twins. And then they come back. They followed that up 
with a two-game sweep of the Pittsburgh Pirates, um, which I think that brings the season series to four against those Pirates, two on the road and two here in Kauffman Stadium. And then they open up against those same twins for a four-game series in Kauffman Stadium, and they won game one. Uh, behind Salvador Perez hitting uh, two more home runs, making it back-to-back multi-game home runs for Salvi. Uh, and the Rosa is clicking offensively right now. So they're probably their best hitter in Salvi's. Again, he's 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 had back-to-back multi-home run games. Um, ben attending, minus, not minus, excuse me, uh, Whit Merrifield is producing at the top. Up. So, uh, Jorge Soler is back last year's AL home run champion. Uh, they're just clicking right now offensively. The pitching hasn't been great, but it's been stellar. It's been, it's been good enough to, to get on a four-game winning streak. Um, so uh, what, I, what I'm interested to see is when Adebarto minus he comes back. He just he just 50 games of the season. Now he's right back uh, injured with a hamstring, which is very frustrating. because Again, this guy, I don't want to say he's supposed to be the savior of the Royals, uh, but certainly he's that that young prospect that cause every franchise has one. Um, that is our guy. So it's frustrating to know that he just missed the first 45, 50 games of the season. He comes back, plays two games, and he's right back hurt. It's it's just like oh. it makes no sense. It makes man, it makes yeah. No sense. But I um, didn't know. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. They're playing good baseball. Uh, they have a four game home series again against those twins, and they won game one. So, um, you know, Friday night, let's tonight, let's see if they can keep the winning streak alive and keep going. Um, closer to Danny Duffy coming back. And, um, again, I, I hope the virtual honesty come back soon because uh, I think a complete Royals rotation, um, but uh, uh, lineup. I think the Royals can be, just be a really good offensive team. Uh, they're not going to hit a lot of home runs. They're not going to do any um, that jumps off the off the paper. But I think they're going to move runners over. They're going to play with speed uh, and play, you know, hit for contact. And I think that just makes for a good brand of baseball. And I think that can win you some games. So, uh, the Royals are playing well right now, heading into the month of June. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, what I was going to say, I, I wasn't aware Mondesi. I knew he had come back. I wasn't aware he had already gotten injured again. So, yeah, that hurts um, quite a bit for you guys. Because Mondesi is one of those. He's a speed guy. He kills you on the base paths, um, mm-hmm. stealing, stealing bases, and he's a good defender. So, yeah, that, that kills that he's already injured again. Um, but you, like like you mentioned, you guys won four in a row, uh, and you guys are are playing better baseball again. So I think if you're not, you're you're right around five hundred. If you're not back above five hundred, I think we're a game above five hundred. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I knew you guys were right there close. So uh, playing better baseball again, nonetheless. As for St. Louis, uh, yeah. Okay. So as for St. Louis, huh? it's, been, <laughs> it's been rough. It's been rough the last week or so. Um, we we keep hitting batters. We keep walking batters. Um, the pitching just seems to not know that they should throw it over home plate rather than over the batter's boxes. Um, yeah, that that honestly, that's the main killer for St. Louis is pitching. I mean, we, we can't hit the strike zone. We're walking too many guys, hitting too many guys. Um you, it makes you wonder you, – you hate to call for people's jobs, but it makes you wonder what the pitching coach is doing. You know, it makes you wonder what the pitching coach is doing. I mean, come on, man. Like, you can't – you can't have this many pitchers not throwing strikes. I don't I – don't, maybe maybe it's just the pitcher's fault. Maybe the pitchers are just out of control. But something's got to be said for how many batters were walking 
and and like like I've said a thousand times now, in the last thirty seconds, we're hitting a lot of batters too. It's just you got you got to wonder what's going on. Um, something has to be done. You got to set these guys down and, and figure out why they're missing the strike zone so bad. Um, but that, that that's our main thing. I mean, we've had a few games with a lot of errors, but for the most part, our defense has been good. Our defense makes big plays often, um, difficult plays. So I'm I'm impressed with our defense. I think our defense has been solid for for the most part this year. Hitting again, it's been kind of up and down, but it it's been fine. We're scoring runs. Um, we're just giving up way too many via the walk or hit batters. So um, if there's one thing the Cardinals need to work on, I I, I hope that they can work on their pitching and, and hitting the strike zone. We did get Andrew Miller back, um, who was who was a late reliever, uh, a lefty as well. A lefty in the pen would be nice. We don't have. Tyler Webb's like the only lefty that the Cardinals and Henesis Cabrera are the only lefties that the Cardinals use out of the bullpen. Um, so it, to replace Tyler Webb, who who was uh, designate, designated for assignment uh, because Andrew Miller came back up. So we've got Andrew Miller, a second lefty. Hopefully he can uh, maybe solidify our bullpen a little bit and help us out. But pitching, pitching's got to figure it out. The Cardinals have lost four out of their last five and, they're probably three games behind the Cubs now. They they've got to figure it out before um, before we get any further into the season because this pitching, this walking and hitting batters isn't going to cut it. So recently, not not counting the Reds, the the Cardinals just faced off against the Dodgers. Um, at least to me, I like to when when my teams, uh, whether it be Chiefs, Royals, whomever I root for, when they I like that. I like to use that as a measuring stick just to see what my team is. So, yeah, uh, going up against the Dodgers, how, you, how do you think that the Cardinals fared against the, the Dodgers? And um, does that give you any indication towards anything like the ran to each other in the postseason? How do you think the yeah, Cardinals yeah. fared against the Dodgers um, in their last series? I know they lost two or three, but just how, how did they look? Yeah, so that, that's a good question. Um because I, I think it is a good measuring stick just to kind of see where you're at. And right now, um, we're, we're behind the Dodgers, right? Right now, if, if we played a seven-game series, they they probably beat us in six at least. Um, I, don't, I don't think there's any way we send it to a seven-game series. And, heck, if they're, if they're mean enough, they might beat us in five. Um, but we, we looked good the first two games. First two games were competitive. That third game, God, I, it was like 15-3 to three or 14-3. to three. I don't even remember what the final score was. It was rough. Um, Carlos Martinez just had a really bad first inning. He gave up 11 runs in the first inning. So, um, that was a, that was a, a just a bad game. I mean, you, you're, you're going to have those. And I mean, that was just a tough start. Dodgers were hitting the ball all over the place. Um, and, and again, he walked multiple batters that inning. So that, that adds to it. Um, uh, but game two was a, a close, uh, hard fought game. Um, I was pretty excited. I was at home getting getting to watch that game, and I was posting videos on Snapchat because we we had two huge defensive plays, one to win the game, um, mm-hmm. and, and we did we did walk away with the three two win in game two. Um, but the series overall was okay. Uh, we we looked fine, but other than game three, like I said, game three was game three was just a bad game. But uh, I think we are a step behind the Dodgers right now, and and in order to get closer to them. Again, that main thing's pitching. I think I think our hitting's going to do their job. I know our defense is going to be good, um, but once our pitching gets back to normal, I think you're talking about the Cardinals being a good playoff team. But right now, right right now, when we play playoff caliber teams, we get beat. And I mean, that's just bottom line. We we play good yeah. teams like the Brewer, like the Brewers or the Cubs or the 
Dodgers or the Padres, they, they beat us in a three-game series because our pitching can't hold up for very long. Yeah. There you go. Our weekly update of TV's cards. And now you know how we do it. We start every show with the national holidays, and we end every Friday show with the bad jokes I led with. Uh, this is the week I scoreboard because every week I believe I'm on the scoreboard. I'm going to win. That has, <laughs> that has not worked out as planned. But hey, um, you know, I'm LeBron. I don't mind taking a couple. I take a couple. I've, I've taken my share of ales, okay? Uh, but that <laughs> makes the great ones. A lot of makes the great ones, okay? You won last week. I'll let you uh, decide who kicks it off this one. Man. I'll, I'll go ahead and start us off, I guess. All right. Kelvin. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you are you aware of how you make holy water? Um, not. You boil the hell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I've heard I've heard that one before. Actually, that is just a quality cheesy dad joke. You can't go wrong yeah. with that one. I think that was. That's I just a good. Heard that one before. Yeah, that, that yeah. was pretty common. I figured you had heard it, but okay, I heard uh, that one. That's, can't go wrong with that one, though. Can you top it? <sighs> I think so, man. I, I okay. really do think so. Here it goes. <laughs> so check this out. I just got done talking to a um to a head a head coach recently. Okay, uh-huh. and I asked, I said, Coach, why did you go to the bank? He said, Kelvin, to get my quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so both of these I've heard before, and I, I like them both. They're both cheesy, corny, quality jokes, man. Yes. Oh, I'm going to give I'm gonna give you that one, though. I love that joke, man. Get, to get my quarterback. I love it. There you go, baby. I promised the fans. I called it. I guaranteed it like Charles Barkley, and I got there we go, baby. We back on the scoreboard like I told you so. There you go. There you go. Two quality dad jokes today, man. The the cheesy, corniest, and both pretty common. I've heard them both a bunch, but man, you got you gotta love dad jokes. Just nice, easy puns. Can't go dad jokes. Uh so quickly, TV. Um I I've called myself uh, prior to going to work or maybe at work a little bit. I'm having I'm watching it on ESPN plus I caught myself more than any other year specifically watching a lot of softball women's softball yes um, I, uh, I really don't I just been tuning in maybe because uh, I don't have a lot of time at work and get you know NBA games will come on during the day so that's really really that's really I've been watching not counting uh baseball as well um recently beat the Oklahoma wow. Sooner softball team yeah, um, yeah, which which was a big upset because obviously number one in the nation. Yeah. Um, you know what's even crazier? I think Mizzou. I don't quote me on this, but I think Mizzou is ranked eighth, and they yep. got eliminated before the World Series by James Madison as well. So this James Madison Correct. team is just—they are just legit, man. They're real. Oh my gosh! But OU's in the 
OU's in the losers bracket now. They gotta they gotta win out. I mean, they, they gotta win every game in order to reach the World Series. So they're they're uh, they're in trouble. And and, and th- this is not a spot Oklahoma softball is used to being in because they're just a quality program. I, I, again, yep. I don't know how much how much you you've paid attention to college softball, but they've been a quality program for years. And this is definitely foreign territory. So they're gonna they're gonna have to turn it around and uh, win win a lot of games here to to actually reach the championship. So I brought that up to lead you down the rabbit hole, and I was hoping you didn't bring up Jam. You beating up on the Tigers too, but yeah, they're, <laughs> they're currently on the road and on the roll. And how do you feel about this? So I know the Sooners are in the losing bracket, but the Oklahoma State Cowboys are yeah. in the winning bracket. It faced off against the same JMU team who have beat our respect uh, state schools. Like, what in the what is going on now? Yeah, yeah. All, all, all I can do is hope that JMU beats OSU the same way they beat us. <laughs> man, OSU's got a good softball team this year, though, man. And, and that pitcher had a good game yesterday against Georgia. Um, so, I don't, I don't know. Hey, you know, may, maybe uh, we just end up with an OU-OSU World Series if OU can make it back in. Um, because o, OSU's got a good team on their hands. So, it's going to be an interesting, interesting finish to this uh, College World Series. Yeah, so not that anyone cares. We our fan base cares for collegiate softball, but again, I, I well, just they been should. Watching. They should absolutely. They should. Um, because again, I no, I have no honest reason as to why I've been tuning in, but I just been tuning in. Maybe because I've, I've we've been getting some good games in softball. Uh, yes. So just just for the hell of it, man, Oklahoma State faces off against JMU. James Madison was unseated. I mean, or unranked uh, in this yep. tournament. OSU was a fire. On the other side, uh, two staples similar to Oklahoma, uh, the Sooners. Just two, an, another two staples in, in college. Alabama, three seed goes off. Face UCLA, a two seed. And the winner of both matchups uh, will meet up in. Yeah. For the whole thing. So, uh, your college softball update for the first time on the Man to Man podcast. There you go. And, um, and there you have it, guys. Another episode in the books. I, I did what I was supposed to do, TV. Talked a lot of crap on Kawhi. I won the dad jokes. <laughs> I debated you. Um, it just seems like a really good episode for me. Yeah, well, be ready for game seven after tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the Man of Man podcast, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, listen, comment, subscribe, man. Thank you for, for those who listen. Um, speak for TV, man. It's much appreciated. Uh, we, we love doing this. and. Just- together man this is it's old times uh brought into the new time so um again there you have it and we're guys tuesday appreciate the time